the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Welcome to the Author Idala Power Hour on this Thursday, September the 7th, and uh, it is 6.03. We're live, we're local, we are in the office, and um, I believe Sam Bellino, and who's here with Joni, and I think Sibelia and Alex, this is a, a special, you know, you number all the shows. I believe this is a special numbered show. Is that correct there, Sam I Bellino? would say, if we're talking numbers here, 400 would be today's show on September 7th, 2023. All right, that's a nice, smooth show. Before we get into Joan doing whatever Joan is going to do here, I just want to, um, you know, Joan always finds a reason to party. Every time there's someone's birthday here at a dollar between in Cambridge, you would think it's like they won the lottery. I do want to uh, big give a big shout-out to Assemblywoman uh, Jennifer Rajkumar. Uh, she is from Queens. Uh, I know her only because... I was invited to a dinner, I don't know, months ago at Rayo's and uh, the, the famed restaurant in Manhattan. And uh, Jennifer Rajkumar was one of the guests I was there with, as well as uh, uh, Governor Patterson and our friend, our mutual friend, Keith. And um, she's the only one who's really talking a little bit of sense, in my opinion, that she is um, pushing a bill in the assembly that would block local governments from blocking asylum seekers from being housed in their counties through emergency orders. And, you know, I have read to you what um, Article 1, Section 17 says, and it's basically that the state, not the city, that the state has to render aid to needy New Yorkers. Now, you could argue about what needy means, the definition of needy, and you could argue about well, whether someone is here legally and they're a citizen and it's not a citizen. The law only says needy, needy uh, citizens. And uh, Jennifer Rajkumar, the assemblywoman, she is the one who's pushing the legislature from saying, no, 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 Rockland County, you can't say you don't want people. No, 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 Nassau County, you can't say you want people. The state must enlist all its counties to help New York City shelter migrants because the strength of our entire state depends on New York City continuing to be a strong economic engine. That's what she said. So compliments to her. Joan, I would love to get her on the show next week. I'm sure she's inundated now, but we know her. Um, she knows who I am, and um, I'm confident that we'll, we'll be able to get her on the show because it's, you know, you know what, uh, do you know what Mayor Adams said? 
He said, quote, I'm going to tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I didn't see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. That's what he said last night. And, um, you know, and he called out President Biden as well. Like, you know, Mr. President, you got to you got to do something. Chuck Schumer. I haven't heard him say a word. Hakeem Jeffries. I haven't heard him say a word. Maybe I'm missing something. Feel free to text me, email me, whatever. If I'm missing something, Chuck Schumer is the most powerful man in the Senate. Nothing. Hakeem Jeffries is in the top three or four in Congress. Nothing. Both of them are from Brooklyn, New York. Nothing. And I can only imagine how frustrated Mayor Adams is with with the lack of a coordinated, unified uh, New York state from its federal, state, and city elected officials to help the city in its time of need. Um, Joan, is there anything I'm supposed to be doing right now? Why don't you turn your microphone on? Is it not on? We muted me. Oh, my goodness gracious. We can't mute me, Sam Bolino. <laughs> I just want to say congratulations also. And I want to thank Sam Bolino, even though he and I get into arguments all the time. I love him dearly. Oh, they're not real arguments. And Alex. No, no, never real. <laughs> and we do our adult Capri Sun. We have, we have fun together and we make fun of people and each other. So that's fun. But I, I want to play something very special. We asked somebody very special to join us tonight, Matt. And uh, let's go to that one first. Hi, it's Marianne, Arthur's wife. I just wanted to go on air and say how proud we all are of Arthur and his whole team on the Power Hour. You are doing a dynamic job with the Power Hour. And I have to say, everywhere I go, I'm hearing, oh, I heard your husband on the radio. We love to listen, and we listen on our way home. And I listen every chance we can, as long as it's not too crazy in the house, or sometimes we listen again on the on the recorded podcast. And we look forward to so much more to come. This is the beginning of another 400 shows, and I know you'll only get bigger and better. And we're all so grateful for the team that you have supporting you. And we know it takes a whole team to get this done and you're lucky to have each and every one by your side and your son Arthur cannot wait to say congratulations to daddy on your 400th show. Can you say that Arthur? Congratulations daddy on your 400th show. Congratulations daddy on your first 400th show. Isn't that a really big number? Can you count to 400? Yeah, not right now. No, <laughs> not right now. Well, we love you. Keep up the great work and make New York proud. We look forward to everything else you're going to do. Well, thank you, Marianne. And with well, kidding aside, um, I, I only can do this because of Marianne um, taking care of our, our family because I'm usually here either at the studio or at uh, Broadway or in the office until at least seven o'clock. And then I usually go back to doing legal work. So she definitely holds down the fort basically five. And I want to tell you how gracious she was and how she just adores that you do this and that it's because you love it. People want to support you because you love it and you give folks, especially New Yorkers, a positive ride home and uncle josh just sent me a text happy 400 joan you know i appreciate you doing this but it is a little like 
embarrassing. Like, okay, I did this 400 <laughs> times. I mean, it's a big deal internally because when we, I, we decided to do this, everyone in the law firm was a nervous wreck that it was going to pull me away. And one of the reasons why I'm able to do it is because of you and how you prepare me uh, before the sometimes. show. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, we throw you 500 things. No, 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 no. All the time. Not sometimes. Even when you were away in Vermont, you made sure everything was was taken care of. And Sam Bellino, he kind of... Uh, Rolls with the punches. You mean the co-host? The co-host, yeah, it's on his That's car. That's right, exactly. Um, you know, uh, uh, in other city news, by the way, um, that famous um, 70, he, the guy was in that, that 70s show, he um, he got he got sentenced today to 30 years in prison. He was on the 70s show star, David Masterson. He was sentenced to 30 Danny. years. Uh, Danny, I'm sorry. What did they say? Da- David, you said David. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Um, he was the 30 years in prison Thursday for raping two women Ugh. in 2003. The issue I have with this is the the 2003 part. Um, the two people remained silent in court as he was sentenced to 15 years for each count, which would be served consecutively, the maximum sentence allowable. Um, you know, I just, there are statutes of limitations in cases. I know now in rape there is, there used to be, and there no longer is. And um, that kind of, they're, they're there for a reason so that people can defend themselves. It's very hard to defend yourself from accusations that are that go back 20 years. So um, obviously there will be appeals to this, but... Um, uh, you know, 30 years is is a tremendously long time. I want to give a quick shout out to my friend Adam Reese from NBC News, who I had lunch with today, uh, who's just a wonderful, you know, he's a, a, a the true definition of a journalist. Um, he uh, reports really from an objective point of view, and uh, I, I rely on him uh, not only as someone who, if I need to, straighten out a story uh he's the one who will get it straight um but if i want to know the real deal about a story i will look at what adam has to say because um he really is a down the middle kind of guy and those people are harder and harder to find i also want to thank my friend dominic m Recchia jr the former councilman who um i can't say single-handedly turns coney island around because he really worked very very closely in his capacity as the city councilman with christine quinn and mayor bloomberg um but those of you who know coney island before dominic amrecchia became the councilman and which was by the way september 11th was i was on a corner uh working for him the day the planes crashed and so he came in on that special election they had thereafter and boy did he turn that area around to really becoming a gem of the city of new york and he's still working uh even in his capacity as a, a private attorney to make new york the best that it can be we have a really exciting show we have chief kemper of the nypd coming on we have uh, dr elaine wood talking about migrants don't go anywhere on this special 400 edition of the idola power hour
Eye on Real Estate, New York's longest-running show on real estate, answers everyone's questions. From California to across the Atlantic in London. It's actually Gateshead, a little bit away from London. I've been a huge fan of yours for many a year. Dottie Herman and her expert team will help you through the ins and outs of property ownership. We have great listeners, a great audience, and a great team of professionals. Call 866-970-9622 with your question Saturday morning at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The Answer. This is Dennis Prager. Sign up today for an unforgettable experience in Israel this October. Mike Gallagher and I are traveling to the Holy Land on the Stand with Israel tour with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. This trip of a lifetime to Israel is one you don't want to miss. Register today before it's too late at StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com, or call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519. Hi, Kevin McCullough. The International Travel Show takes place Thursday, October 26th through Saturday, October 28th at the Javits Center in New York City. This is your travel hub. The show is open to the public on Saturday. Come and explore vacation options from around the globe. Meet representatives face-to-face, set appointments, and participate in sessions that will feature unique destinations, travel tips, and best travel practices. Visit the Travel and Leisure Go booth for exclusive travel deals and discounts, expert advice on destinations and attractions. Don't delay as the event will sell out. Register for a discounted admission ticket at www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. Is your husband or wife in a hospital or rehab center? Are people telling you that they are not eligible for Medicaid? The cost of a nursing home is $500 a day, $15,000 a month. Are you frightened about bankruptcy just to pay the medical and facility bills? Don't panic. Just call Connors & Sullivan, attorneys at law. These attorneys have been doing this for 40 years. They've helped hundreds of people just like you with the same thing that you could be going through. They'll tell you exactly what you're eligible for, and they'll also help you devise a plan to avoid such dire news as bankruptcy. Call Connors & Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer. That's 718-238-6500. With offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island, it's never too late. The time to act is now, so don't wait and call Connors & Sullivan today, 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. And trust me, folks, after you speak with them, you'll be glad that you did. Listen to AM970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Tom Harris, President of Times Square Alliance. Congratulations on show 400, Arthur. It's hard to believe uh, how quick it has gone. 
Thank you so much for everything that you do for the city, for Times Square. You truly have made a case for the city that we all love. And uh, I just wish you another 400,000 more shows. Arthur, you're the best. Always so positive. Thank you. 400,000? I don't know about that, uh, Tom Harris, but thank you so much. Oh, Joni's got it all worked out here for the 400th Idola Power Hour show. Um, so, you know, one of the things we've been trying to do since we started in January of 2022 is to, uh, you know, bring you up to speed on what's going on in New York, not just what you read in the newspaper, but from the real people who have their fingers on the pulse of the city. And we've been very, very lucky this year to have uh, the NYPD chief of transit, Michael Kemper, uh, at our disposal. He is the one who's telling us really what's going on in the world of transportation, in the world of crime. And as we say all the time, if you lose the subways, you lose the city because they are the lifeline of this city. So without further ado, on show 400, chief of transit, Michael Kemper. How are you, sir? Good afternoon, Arthur. Two things. First off, congrats, congrats on show number 400. Um, and that intro, Beastie Boys, uh, from maybe one of the uh, greatest albums ever dropped, Licensed to Ill, uh, is one of my favorite, uh, uh. One of, probably my favorite albums. Or, but I got a, a, a sort of a sad story with it. A couple of years ago, they were playing in, uh, I think, the King's Theater uh, in Brooklyn. And uh, it's been a, like a lifelong dream of mine to meet them. So I had my people reach out to their people. I was the borough commander in Brooklyn South at the time. And uh, they flat out uh, refused to meet me because I'm a cop. No. So, uh, I, I just sort of banned the Beastie Boys from uh, from that period on. But no denying, great album. I am. I, 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 I wow, I'm stuttering here. I'm very sorry to hear that as well. Um, true story. You know, true story. I, I believe you. And, you know, they grew up in the Brooklyn that we grew up in. Which was, you know, wasn't it was it was not safe. Let's just let's put it that way. In the eighties, I mean, this album was um, what eighty seven. I want to say. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say if I had a guess, I'm going to say eighty four ish, eighty six ish. No, no, maybe eighty six. It's either eighty six or eighty seven. Joan will tell us momentarily. License to ill the Beastie Boys. It may be eighty six, but for me, it was my second semester of sophomore year of college. Yes, it was 86 when it was dropped, but I played it in that, that semester of uh, that spring semester of 1987. I played the Beastie Boys nonstop. And before we talk about crime in the subways, you know the song Brass Monkey, obviously. And they actually sold uh, in, in some liquor store somewhere Brass Monkey. It was like a pre mixed beverage. It was hot. It was horrible. <laughs> My buddy Noah drank it. He wound up throwing up, throwing up. You know, but I'm sorry funny. that the Beastie Boys wouldn't meet you. That's disgusting. Yeah, imagine imagine that. But it's funny. My kids, uh, 96 and 97, they're born. They they had to listen to the Beastie. They they know every word to probably every song on that license to Ill album. There you go. Father too many, married to none. And in case you're unaware, I carry a gun. <laughs> so, Chief, talk to us. It's uh, the summer is over. Although today, I to me anyway, is the hottest day of the summer. I mean, because it's technically not over by, by meteorologist's point of view. Um, so, you know, I know the heat typically uh, didn't, does not usually bear well uh, in the in the high crime areas. But how does it uh, how does it bear in the subways? You know what? That's a great question. And, and, and here's what I see. And, and you're right. You know, topside, we call it, meaning above ground. 
<clears throat> you know, usually the warm months are the busier months, you know, with crime. Crime increases during the uh, warmer months, but not really seeing that in, in the subway system. And that's not really, uh, it doesn't align with topside, if you will, in the subway system. You know, uh, you know, the ridership, believe it or not, or it's going to make sense when I say this, increases during the cold weather months when people want to get, you know, escape the element. So they go into the system and onto a train. But, you know, we don't have an increase in crime during summer months, uh, you know, uh, versus the rest of the year. And, and that's just an interesting dynamic with the subway system, I guess. Could you give us a little roundup on the summer in general here in the subway? Was it, you know, are we trending? If you look at from Memorial Day to Labor Day, are we trending in the right direction? Is it a flat line? Is it going bad? Where are we, Chief Kemper? So we're trending down, which is which is good. We're continuing with that downward trend. I mean, you know, I have stats in front of me for the last four weeks. Um, you know, but we, we listen. We were down the month of July. We were down the month of August. Um, you know, the last four weeks, uh, down twelve and a half percent versus last year. Again, significant increases. I mean, we're just having a, a you know a really good year when looking at robberies. You know, that's like the notable crime that we're. Uh, uh, really achieving success, 13% down for the last four weeks, and year-to-date uh, down 10.5%, uh, which which equates to, you know, over 40, over 40, I think 42, 43 less robberies this year versus last year. So, listen, crime is trending down, which is a good thing. Ridership is there. And enforcement, again, I talk about it all the time. How are we accomplishing this? Proper deployment. Obviously, our cops are getting it done, but proper deployment. Um, and enforcement, focusing on these quality lives and, and these uh, fare evaders. I, speaking of fare evaders, Chief Kemper, I heard uh, and I actually saw, I think, some um, news reports about changing some of the turnstiles in throughout the city or at least in key locations in the city uh, so that it's, it's impossible to jump the turnstile. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that that's the MTAs and talks of that. I think they're going to pilot that. I don't know, uh, you know, right now, that's not, they, none of them are out there. Uh, but that's definitely. Uh, well, some of them the out there. I mean, there were, there were some of the unmanned uh, so, you know, stations. Um, go ahead, Chief. I'm sorry. I, I cut you off. I'm, I'm being obnoxious. Go ahead, Arthur. I apologize. No, no. I was going to say, you know, some stations, like, I, you know, I'm in Bay Ridge, right? So I take, sometimes I'll walk up 85th Street and 4th Avenue, and they have this, the the, the toll uh, payment where, you know, there, there is no human being there, and it's impossible to jump the turnstile because, you know, there's all those revolving gates, and uh, although, I mean, if you could jimmy the lock or something, as, as the Beastie yeah. Boys would say, but... Um, yeah. I mean that that is just such a an easy solution, and I know you've said this on the on the show, you know when kids, when when people evade the fare, it just sets a tone that oh crime is okay, and I know the the number of uh, people that you guys have written up for evading the fare has gone up exponentially uh, over the last um, you know since Mayor Adams has taken uh, taken office. Uh, Go ahead. Tell me, tell me about fair evasion and how it affects crime in the subway. It affects, you know, listen, I, I think I say this to everyone. Fair evasion is valuable on so many different levels. First and foremost, it's, it's illegal. you got to pay a fare. It's not fair to the paying customer, right? Um, but I, I always say, like, somebody that's, you know, looking to commit a crime uh, against a, a rider, uh, do you think he or she is paying their fare? You know, they're not paying their fare. So if you could set the tone of law and order, 
right at the very beginning of a, a subway rider's journey, which, uh, which is where those turnstiles are located, just setting that tone of law and order, getting that uniform presence, you know, it just pays dividends in, in so many ways. Listen, you know, and we're coming up with, you know, these people that jump to turnstiles, fortunately often they ain't so smart. Um, you know, just yesterday uh, in Brooklyn, and again, I mean, I mean, we're having so much success with this, stopping people for fair evading with warrants and guns. Again, another example, just yesterday in Brooklyn, we got an individual, a male, jumps the turnstile, he's got an active warrant, he's stopped, what's he carrying? He's carrying a loaded semi-automatic gun on him. And then when you look at this individual, it's like, uh, you know, we, we, we've wrote this book, or we've read this uh, chapter a hundred times prior gun arrest history, prior robbery history, and yet here he is uh, jumping a turnstile. And, and listen, the cops did a great job, and they prevented someone from entering the system that, that, you know, that has committed crimes before with guns, with a gun, and who knows what, if anything, he was going to do. But the good news is is we, we didn't give him the opportunity yesterday uh, to, to do anything. I think, that's, uh, I think that's gun arrest number 18 or 19. Don't hold me to it, but I'm right there. 18 or 19 this year alone, just on, on, on stopping fair evaders. That's guns. Well, that's um, fantastic. Okay. And, and before I let you go, Chief Kemper, I got to address the woman who was in the wheelchair. And, and I think she got beat with her own cane. Um, yep. And, you know, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because obviously that, yep. that hits home for everybody. Yeah, shocking. And, um, you know, again, I said this yesterday, I spoke to members of the press, I, I want to say a couple of days ago, I said it's hard to watch that video. And it is, I mean, just, you know, just simply put like, wow. Uh, but that, you know, the incident you're talking about occurred on uh, Friday, just last Friday, September 1st at about a little after three o'clock in the morning in Upper Manhattan, 116th Street uh, station. It's the number two line where our victim, you know, uh, she, a 60 year old female, um, uh, she was by herself, and uh, uh, she finds herself on a stairwell with our perpetrator, a guy named Norton Blake. He's a, a 43-year-old. Um, something happens on that staircase. There's, there's uh, you know, one of them was trying to help help each other with something. Again, we need to put this together a little more. You know, it's difficult sometimes to figure out what exactly was the motive behind this or what happened. Uh, but that, that, does that really matter, right? You know, something happened where... Uh, th this uh, 43-year-old male began to assault her, and, and we, you know, we probably all saw that video. He uh, uh, hits her and whips her and hits her real hard, uh, you know, all along her body, her head, her arms, her legs, her torso with a cane, you know, uh, dozens of times. And then he then he whips her and, uh, you know, just really, really, you know, messed up, sad, sad story. Look, Norton Blake was uh, arrested uh, yesterday morning. Uh, he's currently in custody. Uh, he's, uh, he's often, he's yet to be arraigned yet. So, uh, but when he does go in front of the judge for arraignment, uh, he's going to be facing, uh, assault charges, felony assault charges. So which again, will be, which will be uh, bail eligible. So hopefully there'll be some, some degree of bail set on him. So we know at least he, uh, he comes back to court or he, uh, volu you know, voluntarily, or he stays in Rikers Island. Chief Kemper, I got to go. Thanks so much for calling in on the Thursday as you always do, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of articles out there, a lot of bashing out there, and I love you coming on and telling us the facts, the whole facts, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So, Chief well, Michael thanks, Kemper. Thanks for the opportunity, and again, congrats, Mazel Tov, on show number 400. Thanks so much. All right, folks, it's the bottom of the hour. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
Cal McCullough saying, join us for Radio Night Live tonight at 7. Legal Night, Andy McCarthy, Mike Connors, and Anthony Frizzalone all join me tonight. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Want more of AM 970 The Answer and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM 970 The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. This is Carol Platt-Lebel for townhall.com. Talk about irony. The people who claim to want to save democracy are trying to ban Donald Trump from the ballot in 2024. They claim he is ineligible under the 14th Amendment's Disqualification Clause, which holds that anyone who's engaged in insurrection or rebellion can't hold office without a two-thirds vote of each House of Congress. On its face, the argument makes no sense. Trump hasn't even been charged with, much less convicted, of insurrection or rebellion. It's ludicrous to try to shoehorn a constitutional provision drafted for Civil War rebels to fit a protest that turned into a riot. Whether you like Trump or hate him, or somewhere in between— This is blatant election interference. The maneuver is a clear effort to deprive the American people of the right to make their own choice for president. And it shows that Trump's enemies lack confidence in their own ability to beat him fair and square. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. Have you been injured in a construction site accident? Have you fallen from a scaffold, ladder, or height while on the work site? If the answer is yes, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. In most cases, the law in New York favors you as the plaintiff if injured in a fall while working on someone else's property. It is important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Cammons at 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Cammons, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College for some time now. Well, Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And I'd like to offer congratulations to the first graduating cohort of nursing students. This first cohort began with 20 students and 18 successfully completed the program. What an accomplishment. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's an incredible experience. For additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or their School of Allied Health, email 
Info at plazacollege.edu. Info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We return now with lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala and the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Hey, Arthur. Mr. Bitter, I'm calling uh, to congratulate you on your 400 show. Uh, it's been quite a ride for you, and uh, you're doing a great job. So congratulations to you and your whole team, Alex, Joni, of course, and uh, Sam Bolin, Sam Bolino. You guys do a wonderful job. You know I listen every day on the podcast. Um, but as I am a man of numbers author, I was thinking about it, and I'm not sure that this, in fact, is your 400 show. Because uh, I know you don't like to hear this, but you've been taking a, a fair number of days off of late. Uh, and uh, I have a feeling that this is really not your 400th show. This might be the Idala Power Hour 400 show, but I think you've uh, put in less than 400. So maybe you want to save this message, or maybe we should acknowledge when you actually personally get the 400. But either way, keep up the good work. Ciao. Love you. Bye-bye. Ah, there you go, Mr. Bitter. He is a uh, very regular listener and uh, constantly communicates with me about the show. He gives a lot of good um, uh, constructive criticism and a lot of good ideas. And uh, he is actually correct uh, that this is not my 400th show. It's the 400th show of the Idala Power Hour. Joni has filled in. Joe Sibilia has filled in amongst very many uh, uh, other very prominent people, so I appreciate uh, them filling in. I appreciate Mr. Bitter reminding uh, everyone that, th- <laughs> that this is not my 400th show. But he is a great man, that Mr. Bitter. Uh, and I appreciate, Joan, for you finding him. That that was a, a, a good surprise. So, um, as I've mentioned, I don't know, a hundred times on this show, the um, the Roosevelt Hotel. So I'll just tell you a constructive criticism that Mr. Bitter gave me. He goes, Arthur, it's not the Roosevelt Hotel, it's the Roosevelt Hotel. You always call it the Roosevelt Hotel. So now, thanks to Mr. Bitter, we call it appropriately the Roosevelt Hotel. The Roosevelt Hotel is a block away, and uh, I was there, not last night, the night before last, and I kind of just, um, I linger there to observe without, you know, trying to stare or make people feel uncomfortable, but I, I... want to know like what's going on um there was a, a clearly a family there and a little boy had a new york mets hat on and i don't think there's a lot of english going on there but you know i try to communicate a little bit with them and i walked there because i have to when i go to the train uh, like at grand central the four or five is usually what i'm taking you know i walk right by there and i'm looking when i go one way and then i'll go to court for two or three or four hours and i'll come back like are the same people in the same place you know there was a place there on the corner called the Vanderbar, which was all boarded up and uh, because of COVID, i believe and um they took the boards and i'm thinking oh great the bar is going to open but really no it's just another place for these people to sit um interesting some of them are starting to wear masks i noticed um the day before yesterday but you know it, no one's really having a good time i mean they're all just literally just sitting in a room staring at each other um you know they they can walk out on the street etc but it's not very different from places i've been in prison where there's just guys just you know sitting around just kind of looking at each other 
with with nothing to do. So and the today's the opening of school and there's these little kids and what you know. They, you know, they're just pawns in this whole thing, right? They didn't decide to leave their country. They didn't decide to, you know, how they were going to seek asylum or weren't going to seek asylum. So we wanted to talk to um, Dr. Elaine Wood, who's, um, besides being a PhD, is also an attorney. She's the chief legal officer um, and supervisor of the attorneys at Heyman Woodward, the law firm. Uh, and um, she is a tenacious advocate for human rights with expertise in international and comparative law specializing in immigration and global mobility. So let's talk to Dr. Elaine Wood about the issue with children going back to school or going to school here in the city of New York. Dr. Wood, it's Arthur Idala. Welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, so it, it's a little rough, you know. Um, you know, you, you, there are plenty of people all over the AM dial who uh, are really upset about the migrants being here. Um, you know, I don't, I don't focus on how they got here, why they got here. They're here. I'm watching them. I'm looking at them. And now that they're here, they're human beings. And some of them are little kids. So Dr. Wood, you know, you've been on this topic for quite some time. You're a specialist in this field. Uh, what does Dr. Elaine Wood have to say? Well, first, I also call it the Roosevelt Hotel because you do. So I figured that was the right way to say it. Thank so you. it changed my whole game. Um, no, so the Roosevelt Hotel. Anyway, um, this is a humanitarian crisis. I think what you're witnessing is an occupation of space. And what you're identifying are people who are able and willing to do more. These people are not in prison. I'm curious about the places you've been in prison, but that's a subject for a different day. But this sense of having people sitting around, these are not criminals. These are people who largely are able to work. So if we give them work for permits, they could be in the labor force. They could be filling industry jobs or business jobs that New York City needs. Um, these kids, they can go to school. But what's happening is these people are kind of caught up in a political conversation and they're sitting around because they don't have authorization to work or if they are working it's likely at a kind of dangerous situation where they might be underpaid because it's unregulated what about the kids that's what i really was thinking about today i dropped my yesterday i dropped my my second grader off to school and today my senior in high school off to school um, what, what's happening with these little kids, these six, seven, eight, nine, 12, 14, you know, I see them right here. They're usually playing on a phone, but that's not what they're supposed to be doing on the first day of school. It's a tough situation. So they're New Yorkers. Your kids are also New Yorkers. What's happening, um, even at Staten Island with the Catholic school that was turned into an emergency shelter. So it's affecting migrant children as well as children who are enrolled in certain schools or private schools. So kids basically who are here, you know, if they begin to process or they have some kind of interview or they can move forward, it's not, of course, illegal to be in school. Anybody's entitled to an education. So you have kids on, on in, New, in New York affected, kids who have just come here, you know, they need language skills. Or kids who have been enrolled for a while and now being pushed around because we need emergency shelter. So you begin to start thinking about, okay, step one, hospitalization. Who needs medical care? Who needs medical care urgently? Step two, do you have housing? Do you have anywhere to be? Any 
step three, school, work, you know. So when you start talking about going to school and growing, I mean, you have to remember people are here because sitting around being here is better than what they're leaving. Well, right? that's, so that's, that's a big, wait, wait, Dr. Wood, we can't gloss over that. Unfortunately, I'm up against a hard exactly. break, so I, I don't have that much time left. But that's all I'm thinking of looking at these people. And I am a criminal defense attorney, so that's why I go to jail. I'm on the other side of the bars. No, I understood that. I understood <laughs> but um, um, I'm looking at them like, well, this is not a good time. And all I'm saying is, they must have been leaving some stuff that was really not so great to come here and have something that's really not so great either. Um, and we have to keep 100%. that. In. And they're alive. They're, yeah, they're alive and they're, look, we are housing them the best we can and feeding the best we can. I mean, I know there are some places that they're setting up. They're just a bunch of cots in a room, which, to be honest with you, is a lot like prison. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sure. Doc- yeah. I mean, Dr. Wood, here's what I need to do. Is- here's what I need to. Uh, uh, infringe upon you to um, okay. find some time for us next week <laughs> to come to come. Oh, we'll we'll yeah. talk about Roosevelt's hotel. We'll talk about why I yes, know jails, and um, we can dig Roosevelt. Maybe we'll just make a trend. <laughs> okay, and we can dig a little deeper into this. Thank you so much, Doctor Lamewood. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, folks, we're going to come back with the last segment of the show. I'm sure it's going to be fun. Don't go anywhere. If you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consulting have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE and your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per W-2 employee for free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. Bayridge Honda is kicking off the fall season by saving you $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with Bayridge Honda. They have been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Your Honda dealer serving the five boroughs. Browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. And right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, you're going to receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with them. Even if you don't buy from Bayridge Honda, they will buy your car from you. So visit Bayridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn or online at BayridgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Ends 9-30-2023. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer. Good morrow, my friend. It's Frank Morano. I wanted to congratulate you on reaching two august achievements that are rarely done in the world of radio these days. One, 
as of last week, I have been informed that even though you've only been on the air a couple of years now, you have already set the record or at least tied the record of uh, Howard Stern for most vacation days taken by a radio talk show host. That's impressive. Not a lot of people can do that while still having a radio show, but the fact that you were able to do that speaks volumes about the kind of quality of, uh, of show that you're doing. Additionally, I have to congratulate you and your entire staff, uh, the co-host Matt Sambolin, Alex Garrett, and uh, of course the lovely Joan Pelzer, on finding more occasions to celebrate than any radio show that I've ever encountered. I mean, some other radio shows, they'll celebrate their one-year anniversary, their five-year anniversary, but I gotta hand it to you. You find a way to celebrate the 100th episode, the 200th episode, the 250th episode, the 300th episode while wearing a, a necktie, uh, and that is wonderful. I thought I was going out on a limb by celebrating New Year's Eve Eve. My friend, you put me to shame. Uh, in all seriousness, Arthur, congratulations on an incredible achievement, your charisma, your wit, and your let's call it unique fashion sense, have made each of these 400 shows memorable. This. Well, that was the great Frank Morano uh, from the island of Staten, who uh, he and Mr. Bitter, it's so funny, they're the two uh, that are calling in. Uh, they, they listen to the show all the time. By the way, that is Rapid Pulse singing Trusting. That's Chris Boyle singing it, me singing some backups there. Um, and Frank Morano, as I was listening, I'm, I was absolutely hysterical. He does uh, chide me about uh, taking some vacation time. But when he chides me off the air and I, I humbly like say, I'm sorry, uh, he acknowledges that this is not really my only job. Uh, I kind of have this law firm thing that I do. and these Oh, you got a main job too? Yeah, yeah, these these trials that I do, et cetera. So, um, you know, yes. In terms of the celebration, I got to give Joan uh, either the credit or or. Berate <laughs> me for doing it. Yeah, I mean, we're all we're either going to uh, give her a condemnation, a commendation. I'm sorry, or uh, we could denounce her, but I would never denounce uh, Joan Pelzer. But thank you, um, Frank Morano. Gotta celebrate. This is an this is a major achievement. It's not that major of an achievement. It is a major. Achievement. It just means this that I've found time job. in my life. No, it is definitely not my That's day job. Why this is a major achievement that you should be celebrating okay. because of the fact that this is you do this despite having been in court all day, despite having been in the Hamptons in court, in Boston in court, in Atlanta in court, wherever you in California have you know sometimes. You do this anyway, and you run in, and we can do this because of family and friends. And, and also that little that little machine called the Comrex that, that allows me to be in the Hamptons, allows me to be in Brooklyn, and uh, and you and Sam Bellino, and sometimes Mr. Sibillian, of course the great Alex, uh, and Mr. Crowley make it all happen. Um, am I? Do I? Do I have the rest of my show now? Or? Not really. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> what am I doing, Sam Bellino? You can you can say hello and goodbye, but we have uh, we have a few more fun things. We got. Okay, make we, it a we good must day. only have like a minute or two left in the show. But go ahead, Sam. We got a few minutes. Do we have Sam Bellino? We get, we got about six minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we got some special people who really love you, who wanted to to give you a shout out, and they insisted on these shout outs because I said we got to celebrate Arthur. So what are we doing, Sam Bellino? So Sam Bellino, let's roll. My name is Marianne, called Chicky, and now called Rita Igala. And I, I am the proud, proud, proud mother of 
Arthur Lewis Frank Idala. From the minute he was born, the doctor said to me, play the radio, play the television, do this, do that, have company. And Arthur was a star from the minute he was born. And I just hope that people realize that Arthur is always going to be the consummate New Yorker and, and he'll always be number one in mommy's heart and he'll always be baby face. He's got the cutest Okay, all right. Evelina, <laughs> we're going to have Rita Chicky singing. This is the 400th okay. show. Love, love, love. Congratulations, 400. Okay. Uh-huh. Named after your grandfather, but your paternal grandfather, my father, Lewis, that's me, your father. Frank, your wonderful father, uh, your mother's father, and the Idella, the Idella family from the province, from Bronte, the town, yes, Bronte, Provincia di Catania in Sicily. All of us are so proud of you, what you uh, became as a young man, and I cannot express enough my feeling, and I hope I had something to do with it. I know your mother's the one who had the most influence on you. But Arthur, you're great in all your endeavors. You are, and I said this last Friday, a wonderful human being. I've had the opportunity to observe you. You've helped so many people, and that's why everyone loves you, okay? And your father loves you, that's for damn sure. And I am delighted to be able to congratulate you, Arthur, on what I am told is your 400th show. Where did the time go? To quote Brian Will. Take care, son. I love you. Stay healthy. And keep going on. The power hour. Ciao. Okay. Hi. <laughs> My God, you would think this was like my 400th birthday. And thanks to Mr. Bitter and Mr. Marana reminding everyone that this isn't really my 400th show. But it is the 400th Idola Power Hour show. The award-winning Power Hour. The award-winning Power Hour. The number one local AM radio show at 6 p.m. Because everything else is national or sports. Positive radio show. (laughs) Yes, positive radio show. And uh, I'm trying to be positive about Bruce Springsteen's uh, ulcers. Um, But he'll be back. I'm glad Luca and I caught his show in Boston. And I'm very very positive about the Rolling Stones' new album at 80 years old. I believe um, um, Mr. Wyman, their bass player, laid down some tracks at 86 years old. And uh, Paul McCartney, I believe, is appearing on the album as well, and uh, Joan told me what the meaning of Hackney Diamonds are. It's, it's like the, the glass. shattered glass that you see uh, on the floor. Yeah. So um, tonight, by the way, I'm going to an event where my partner, Judge um, John Leventhal, is getting an award from the NYPD, a specific um, fraternal organization, uh, for his years of service as a public servant. So to Judge John Leventhal, congratulations. Um, and... Um, you know, Sam Bellino, I just want to say, uh, and to you and Joan, um, and Alex when he's around. Hey, Arthur. Hey, oh, hey, Alex. You know, I do throw, you know, Frank Morano was making jokes about my vacation, etc. You know, I do throw guys a lot of curveballs because a lot of times the law, and I'm always a lawyer first, 
kind of gets in the way of, uh, of, of doing radio. And sometimes I need to do it a little early. Sometimes I need to do it a little late. Sometimes I need one of you to jump in the seat and fill in for me. Um, because uh, as much as I love doing the radio and I take it uh, very seriously, um, it really pales in comparison to when someone uh, gives me the honor of putting their lives often in my hands and in our law firm's hands to make sure that uh, justice is metered out fairly and equally and uh, that I can represent them to the best of my ability and zealously. As a matter of fact, sometimes Joe Sibelia will ask me to fill in for Joe Piscopo, which is really always a lot of fun. Arthur, often- yeah, I, I am about to leave and go have dinner with your mother and father uh, right now, but I just want to thank you for allowing me to fill in and entrust me with the show. And I just want to say congratulations. 400 is a big accomplishment, and I'm uh, wishing you another 400. It's really well, Bay Ridge a in the house to me and, Joe and, everybody else and Joe, me. all I was saying was sometimes when you want me to fill in, you know, I have to, for Joe, I have to say no because I'll have a big case on, you know, that day or I have to be in court or, and, you know, I want to be fresh as a daisy and waking up at 4.30 in the morning and talking on the radio for four hours and then going into court and arguing, I don't necessarily think is always in my, is, or is ever in my client's best interest. So um, uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Chief Kemper was great as, as always. We're definitely going to have Dr. Elaine Wood on because this migrant issue is front and center, uh, not only in the city, but uh, in the state, but really all around the country. Um, so signing off for the 400th time. Here on uh, well, I haven't signed up for the 400th time, but for the 400th time for the Idala Power Hour, it's Arthur Idala. See you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.